Well, welcome everyone. It's Darren Saul here, your host of Playing With Perspective, the Suspended Animation Podcast, episode 159. The topic of today is unlock your unique code and discover your own personal power through prioritizing your health and well-being with the lovely Joan McEwen. How are you, Joan? I'm great, Darren. Thank you. How are you? Very well. It's Friday afternoon. I'm looking forward to a great podcast and a great topic to finish off the week. Something to reflect on for the weekend. Perfect. Um, So thanks for joining. Now, everybody out there who's wondering who Joan is, with over 20 years of clinical experience and 15 years in corporate leadership, It has always been Joan's mission to make a difference and create change. As a registered nurse, she has worked in intensive care, surgical, neurology, casualty, mental health in hospitals throughout Australia, as well as with the flying doctors. Joan found herself being called to integrate other modalities into her scope of practice, such as neuropathy, Reiki, business management. Coupled with her high intuitive abilities, she realized that she could work with people's energies and revitalize them to increase their vibration to help them heal and see life with clarity and purpose. She then went on to work in leadership positions for BHP, Rio Tinto, Angelo American, Arrow Energy and many more, heading up the health function. She left that work and decided to create her own legacy by starting a transformational health and well-being practice. She now consults with heart-centric organizations to help implement their health programs, as well as mentoring and coaching high-performing women. Joan helps ignite intuition and light people up from the inside out. So Joan, reading that, I'm saying, my God, where did you find the time? (laughs) I'm showing my age, Darren. (laughs) My Lord, when did you find the time to do all that? You know, it, it's really interesting because when I listen to you reading my bio and I go, gosh, how, how did all that happen? But, you know, it just, you, you get caught up in your life and, and you just, like for me, I've always just trusted my, my instincts and, and trusted that the universe throws to me what, what I need to do. And, you know, with kids and a family and, and all that in tow, it just seemed to be, if it's meant to be, it will be. And, and, um, I guess I, I feel really grateful that I was given so many amazing opportunities. So, and I tell the story of when when we left Scotland. So I was, um, I was just married, and we just found out that we were pregnant with our first um, child. And literally a week after all that happened, we got a letter from the Australian consulate to say, "You've been accepted to um, go to Australia, but you have to go within." the next 12 months oh wow and we went hmm that's interesting so and back in in those days so it was like the mid 80s it was traveling was very different back then and definitely it was a big deal (laughs) yeah especially being pregnant and and leaving all the extended family so we just decided we packed in our jobs we packed two suitcases and with $200, we jumped on a plane and kangarooed our way to from, from Edinburgh to, 
to Australia, and I'm in kangaroo because we have <laughs> the, the cheapest flights, and um, and we were up and down in the air, and we bounced around, and and we got to Australia, and it was, you know, people often say, "How did you do that?" And you know, I I don't think we really gave it much thought because. Yeah. I think if we had, we would have gone, oh, this is too scary. But Exactly, yeah. It's probably sometimes good that way. So you're obviously a very spiritual and intuitive person. Yeah, I come from a long line of um, spiritual people. Um, so my my father, my grandfather, great-grandfathers, and probably more before that, but that's as far as I've managed to track back. and. Yeah. And I think we, we probably didn't see it as being spiritual, but just being um, being able to see what we, we thought was just common sense and obvious. Yeah. Um, and then just gradually, I, I guess now we're very aware of intuition and spirituality and, and all those um, ways. Self-awareness as well. And we've done, you know. That's right. And because we talk about it now, there's been so much research done into it. And, um, you know, especially all the work that's been done around studies with CEOs and how they're saying that more than 50% of them access their intuition to make um, sound business decisions. I think I've heard that as well. And it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. And it's just given it much more credibility because we all have it. Yep. But I think we've been, up until recently, we've been scared to talk about it because we're seen as a bit different or yep. strange or... Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Matt, I mean, we're going to get into a bit more of that in a second because I really want to dig further into that um, topic and how you work. But I'd love to know how you came to, you know, after doing all those things, why did you decide to start your own practice and what do you love about it? Why do you do what you do? Okay, so you probably covered a bit in the bio, but um, why did I start my own practice? Because I'd been in the, the corporate world for about 15 years. And as you mentioned, you know, working for the big mining conglomerates and, and then laterally going into um, oil and gas. And much as that was an amazing opportunity. Um, we got to um, achieve a great goals. There was huge growth. Um, and we really made an impact within the health world, within those large organizations globally. Mm-hmm. I guess as, as a female leader, so I sat, um, my last position was as head of health um, for a, a global oil and gas company. And so quite often I would be the only female at, um, at senior level meetings. And a lot of the time I just felt like I was being paid lip service to it, even though myself and my team were doing extraordinary work within um, health, wellness, hygiene, all of those areas. And just constantly having to compete with my male colleagues because it, working in in male-dominated um, industries is very challenging when you're um, career-hungry and trying to climb that corporate ladder. And, and it, for a lot of the time, it felt very much like 
the boys club reigned. And so throughout that time, I, I came across not a whole lot of women because there wasn't a whole lot in my, my world, but the ones that I did were all echoing the same things, you know, like they, they just felt they had to work 10 times harder than their male counterparts. Mm. And they, they were riddled with this self-doubt and sabotaging their own efforts, but really burning themselves into the ground because they were working extraordinary hours just to try and be heard, have that voice yeah. and, and make the difference. And when, when I thought about it, I thought if I'm feeling like this and the women that I'm talking to are feeling like this, we really need to do something about it for our, our emerging female leaders because it didn't make sense that they should go through all what we've gone through from my generation to to end up being burnt out or yep. you know doubting themselves and and restricting their career growth so i i left that world and thought how can i best serve um the woman in in this corporate field and so I went on a journey where I um, trying to find myself and heal coming out of that corporate world where I, um, I joined a thought leader um, school where they helped me to unpack what was in my head and go, you know, what is my purpose and what's my genius and what can I share that's going to help others in similar situations so that took me on a big journey of starting to write and put all my thoughts down and and model it into something that would be of value yeah. because we're all time for a right and um oh yeah you can say that again <laughs> so, so it's got to be something that's punchy and and you know it, yeah. it doesn't take too much work and i think that the the good news that i can share is that when you prioritize your health and wellness it's it it isn't exhausting it isn't time consuming but you have to want to do it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Love it. So, so i went through through that and then Oh, worked and tried different programs and tried different um, markets and and then caught and so yeah and then I got on the professional speaking circuit and was traveling around Australia oh, wow. and um, talk, speaking at conferences which was way out of my comfort zone being an but it it I guess it it challenged me to go if I can do this then you know, anyone else can do it because that was kind of a big fear that I had. Yeah. So then COVID hit and like many, many people who were in that, that world of speaking at conferences, running workshops, things like that, it all stopped and dried up. Yeah, definitely. So initially I thought, oh my God, my world has just fallen apart, but it, on reflection, what it done was allowed me to go really deep within and go, the world's changed and I need to revisit the programs and the work that I'm doing to make it very relevant, but also very agile because 
we, we know now, look at poor Melbourne at the minute, you know, they're back into another lockdown and, and, and the world can just change overnight. And, yeah, yeah. and it's, it's a new phenomenon. Um, well, I can't say that word. Phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so it's, it's about staying relevant and, and, and given um, these emerging female leaders something that they can build into their their life and their world and and get some real value from it mm-hmm. so when we came out of um COVID sort of at the end of 2020 that's when I um really went deep and and almost I guess I, I tell people I became brave because up until that point I didn't talk about intuition much and I didn't talk about um, spirituality and and I was I guess I was scared to use that that type of language because in the corporate world um, it's it's kind of a bit taboo or we don't talk about it it's all very fluffy and you know we don't kind of consider that serious business that's exactly right but um I, I don't know. I think COVID gave me the courage to go, you have to stand in your power here and and talk about what you believe in and, and what has helped you on your journey and what gives you the strength and, and also the success and the benefits mm-hmm. um, because it's all kind of tied in. And, and because of my background in health and nursing and mental health and naturopathy, and Eastern and Western philosophies, I've kind of incorporated all of that because we know it's not a one size fits all and, and, and what would work for some people, other people wouldn't be interested. So I call it my, my wellness toolkit where there's all sorts of tools, techniques, um, strategies um, so that my clients can choose what's sitting with them at this moment in time because all we've got is this moment in time, right? That's right. That's right. I love the word holistic. You know, in spiritual um, field, they always use the word holistic to encompass everything. So I really love that. But I'm also fascinated to know, and I'm sure the audience is as well, is, you know, when COVID hit and you thought, oh my God, my world's just fallen apart. What did you do? Did you go and take a lot of your stuff online, webinars? How did, what did you start to do? Yeah, so initially I hibernated and went, oh, what does this mean? <laughs> oh, my God. And then, you know, we, we talk about pivoting and being agile and, and, and part of, because I'm very much a face-to-face person, I like human contact and I like people to be in front of me. And, and so it was it was breaking down a lot of the barriers that I had to, you know, put some work online and so started running webinars and, and workshops online. And, um, and even my coaching programs had to revert to zoom, which I initially resisted because I went, no, no, no. The personal touch is really critical to me and and, um, the clients I work with, but, you know, I realized very quickly that you've got to just work with what is available and, and we couldn't travel and all those things. So 
so yeah, I transferred all of it on online, but I'm really grateful that we can now come offline because I, I think what I'm finding is I'm using a bit of a hybrid yep. approach now, like probably most of us are in that some people still like that um, opportunity to do online stuff, whereas others go, like I've got some clients who will go, let's catch up for a couple of sessions via Zoom. Yep. Then maybe every third one, we'll meet in person. Um, and so, and that seems to be quite good because it saves heaps of time. So, because before I'd be traveling all over the place and Definitely. so much of my time was downtime because I was traveling to oh, yeah. wherever. I really think that, you know, the status quo will be a hybrid model. We'll all take, we've just added that extra little experience to our toolkit, as you say, and we'll start to pick and choose when we need to do what. And, you know, we can, I think that's how it's going to be. And that's a balance, isn't it? It's, it's, it's part of the healing journey. You know, the more that we balance ourselves, the more we can balance our world around us and, and what we give to, to the world. Beautiful. So, Joan, what do you mean when you say unlock your unique code? What does that mean? It's interesting, isn't it? Um, great topic to talk about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I've, I've named my, my programs around this because what, what I feel um, and why this concept was created is when you discover your mental physical and emotional levels, when you acknowledge all them, that's when it allows you to go within because it's about understanding who we are as people that kind of wakens us up and allows that mindset shift to come so that we, we become less insular and more open and receptive and and that helps us to heal and balance. And the more that we heal and that we balance, we, we awaken, but we increase our energy, we increase our confidence. And the more confident we get, the better work we can do because that's when we really stand in our own power and, and serve the best that we can. And that's when we access our unconscious mind, really, isn't it? When we're confident, we're relaxed. That's exactly right. And, and I, I love that you say um, unconscious mind, Darren, because I, I use the word intuition yeah. um, for that. But for a lot of um, people in the corporate world, they, they re relate much better to the, the subconscious mind or the, the unconscious yeah. mind. But I've heard that. It doesn't matter what what language you use. It's it's what's within you, and I really believe that we're born with all the knowledge inside us. And as we go through our journey of what we call life, or what we know as life, we start to peel away um, all of all of the knowledge that we've come in with to access it. Uh -huh. and, and that's how we learn our lessons, yeah. And would you say as well that, you know, during life, you, you're also replenishing that, that pool of knowledge from your life experience? 
Absolutely. I think we just go deeper and deeper in the layers, don't yeah. we? As we drill down and and have those aha moments and and sort of fill out that that skeleton of a framework that we come into this life with, because that's what all these opportunities are, is to go, let's challenge you and see how deep you want to go here and, and what is really purposeful for you and what's important. And I think it allows us to challenge our own beliefs and values because what I found in the corporate world is you can quite easily lose track of what your values are because the big companies kind of dictate that that you follow their values and and most of the time you would hope that they're aligned but from experience i know that sometimes we we get a bit off track as well yeah yeah and even funny you should say that even we chatted just before we started recording the podcast of how busy we all are and we're running around so even as solopreneurs and small entrepreneurs, we're also getting caught up and dragged by the momentum and the current of the day-to-day work life. And we also lose track sometimes and lose sight of our goals. That's very true, very true. And I think, you know, I probably touched a little bit on that imposter syndrome that we all suffer from at times. And I think even, you know, whether you're, working in an organization or you're networking with a group of people there's always someone in the group that you go gosh they they do their job better than me or they've got a much more successful business than me and and who am i to to stand here and and compete with them or be in the same room as them and and i think it's um it's part of our our human nature to do that because we always see the grass is always greener on the other side. Mm-hmm. But I think when you, when you, so my program is, is about really providing those foundational tools so that once you discover who you truly are and what you're capable of, and that's when you start to find what I call your unique code is your values and your beliefs and your, your whole integrity and, and that's where I, I see that um, the, the clients that I work with start to become really quite courageous and, and they go from feeling intimidated or, or feeling not worthy to going, well, I can stand my ground now and because I'm coming from, from a place in my heart where I really truly believe that that I'm capable of this and that I, I'm deserving of people listening to me. And and, and, to, I, and I have something to say. <laughs> and that that's just such a beautiful thing that um, that I believe that we, we all deserve to be in that space. Absolutely. So it's really ex- ac- uh, expressing your true self, really. Yeah, and, and getting the courage and developing the strategy and really learning how to use these tools to simplify your life. Mm-hmm. And because we're, we're all just too busy, life's too noisy. And when your world is so busy and noisy, it's, it's difficult to hear anything or get any clarity that, that can help you move forward. Yeah. So it's about dumbing it down and, and, 
and getting comfortable with sitting in that silence yeah. and know that you one you need to learn to do that but also that just because you're sitting in silence doesn't mean that you're not doing anything because as you mentioned our subconscious mind is we're not in control of it so the the quieter that we get the more our thoughts become apparent to us and you would have probably heard people talk about journaling when you're in this state of being present and the things that you write down without really having any intent is your thoughts coming through without your conscious mind saying, no, you don't want to do that. You don't want to think about that. Exactly. So, yeah, that's the most powerful state to be in. Absolutely. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's about relearning that because we've all got that ability, but we just need to get a strategy in place to unlock those unique yeah. codes that, that we all have. Yeah. And, and that just gives you, it helps you to heal because we all need to heal. Um, whether we've got chronic disease or we're distressed or um, whatever end of the spectrum we're on or in the middle, our body's constantly repairing and regenerating. And there's always some disease within our body and our mind. Yeah, yeah. And, and when we start to do that, that's when you see the transformation taking place. That's where the, I call it the, the real magic happens because it's it's like those shackles, you know, get get thrown off. And, and that freedom that you feel is, you know, it's just so effervescent. And, and yeah, it's just magical because that's your your personal power. You're standing in your your truth, and and you've got that voice, as you say. And when you quieten things down, you get the clarity. And and as a, as a result of that, your self doubt diminishes. And the things that are important to you that you believe in, your values and beliefs, come to the fore. And it becomes this self-perpetual cycle where you increase that momentum, which gives you more energy and vitality. Definitely, definitely. Beautiful. Well, I mean, I'm going to ask a couple of interesting questions because I think this will really help um, the audience as well. Is, I mean, what do you think are the obstacles, the, the, the major obstacles that generally stand in our way? And what are some of the strategies that we can really use to simplify life and just keep things really on an even keel and being able to access that intuition more often? Okay, good question. <laughs> There's a few bits in that. Right? <laughs> um, okay, so let me see how I can answer that. I guess what I've experienced, what I feel is that the emerging woman leaders that, that come to me and, and um, work with me um, in a one-to-one coaching, they're all saying that their obstacles are their time poor mm-hmm. and they're prioritizing everyone before themselves. Yeah. And as a result, they're just exhausted. You know, so many of them are at that burnout state yeah. where, as we know, when you're exhausted, everything becomes harder to do and you become demotivated and that self-doubt increases. Yep. Um, 
But somewhere deep within the, these um, ladies, they know they need to make a change and prioritize themselves before they fall off the bandwagon. But a lot of them really struggle to give themselves that permission mm-hmm. and, and therefore sabotage their efforts. So it, it's kind of a double-edged sword. They, they know they need to do something, but they're so busy looking after everyone and being this superwoman doing um, all things to all people, whether they've got their career, their family, um, their partners, and putting everyone before themselves. It's just not sustainable. And and that leads to that self-doubt where they even wonder if they're really even deserving of what what they're doing or what they think that they should should be doing wow so really so permission giving themselves permission to go out and and achieve what you're what you really want is huge yeah yeah it's it's all about that you know those monkey messages that come through your head that sabotage you all the time and with all that it's it's easy for them just to lose direction mm-hmm. um and, and just get on the treadmill of going through life and it's a slog and um, just keep doing same old, same old, but knowing that they're not fulfilled, they're not, they haven't got that spark in their step anymore. And every day is a, a struggle to get out of bed, to get going. And, and they start not looking forward to what's going on in their life um terribly much because everything's just automated and a chore and they're I guess they're they're struggling with guilt and and um feelings that they are not as good as they should be or they think they're better than they are and and so they they come to me looking for that personalized strategy for them tailored just for them to fit their needs because I mentioned earlier it's about as we've pivoted through COVID it's about what's going to work for me now even though we need the the long-term goals it's it's much more important to be really clear on okay so for the next 90 days what's my goals and what are the steps that I need to to do to get through to actually achieve something and it's only when you take those small steps that you can start to slow down and unravel and unwind and start to see the bigger picture and that's you know your energy increases so it becomes easier you're not so tired you're looking after your health better you're eating better and funnily enough, people start drinking water because that's one of the first things that people don't do. And it's wow, it's like almost your body's telling you now you're in, at the state where you're free and you start craving what you need. For for sure. And and I think what I find is that, you know, what when I when I work with my clients, it's it's they need that accountability buddy. They they need to be held to account because we all know what it's like to feel exhausted. And it's just so easy to when you get that, once you've finished all what you're doing, you just sit down, collapse on the, the lounge and and just veg. And sometimes you're not even watching TV or doing anything constructive, but you're just 
zombified because you have no capacity of you know your tank's just empty yeah 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 wow and so what are some what are some really basic strategies that might help the majority because i know that you say you know it really is about tailoring the strategy to every person but what are some simple steps that we can all kind of just take from to try and keep things simple in a way Yep. So I, I like to break it down into a few components. So it's about identity. So it's about just very high level, look at um, what your values are and beliefs are. Mm -hmm. And have you thought about them much recently? And do you need to revisit them? And are you are your values and beliefs aligned with um, where you're working or the organization you're with? Because that, that kind of very high level, you can start drilling down from that. Yep. And then there's a big part around self-compassion because we know through a lot of research and there's um, um, a lady in America, Professor, I can see her book, but I can't remember her name, but she's done 20 years of research into self-compassion. Wow. And shows that it's very difficult to be successful and sustain it if you're not self-compassionate. And, and that can be simple things like making sure that you give yourself time to have a walk in nature or um, just to allocate yourself 30 minutes where it's just your time. And yeah, sure, you can go on to, you know, having a weekend away at a day spa and doing that indulgent stuff. But it's about learning to be present and to give yourself permission to listen to you and take time for you. Yeah. And I would also add, I suppose, also forgiving yourself when you need uh -huh. to. That's a big one. That's a lot of it. people have struggled with that. That's we all it. do. That's huge. That's a good point, Darren. Yeah. Um, so the next part is understanding what your strengths are. So when we talk about, you know, some of the codes, it's that limiting self-belief. It's the lack of belief in yourself. It's about the lack of energy. It's about um, that negative thinking that goes on in in your head that can paralyze you it's the fear of failure so it's all things like that that um i would sit, encourage people to whenever they have a a negative thought quickly recognize it and then flip it to go so how can i turn this around yeah. and i think of it as an opportunity maybe opportunities as opposed to the negatives yeah you know what is i i often ask myself so what is what is the message here for me what is it that i need to learn from this so and then how do i learn it you know what what do i need to shift what do i need to change to actually start to to learn that so so true and then when you start doing that, you become that bit lighter, you become more enlightened, you, you have less fear and more confidence. And that gets the momentum going that, that starts to build that, that foundation, that platform where you, you pay attention to what you're putting into your body. Mm -hmm. And we, we don't 
none of us are are good at eating a hundred percent healthy all of the time but i love the the 80 20 rule so that 80 percent of the time you eat good quality food um regular meals you cut out all that processed refined foods that and sugars that we know really increase inflammation and disease in our body and and then 20 percent of the time you can have you know, little treats because we need that balance, as we said um, before. And and by doing that, um, it it doesn't need. I don't talk to my clients about diets. It's about just making sensible choices. Nice. Um, and drinking water. Water is critical because we are we are as a human being seventy percent water, and and that helps. Um, increase our energy in the body Um, exercise we know that as humans we are born to move the body is designed to move so it doesn't need to be you go off jogging or run a half marathon or go to the gym every day it can be a simple walk around the block um, up and down the stairs in the house but you've got to keep the body moving otherwise it stagnates and problems start to happen inside the body, but also in the mind, because mm-hmm. if you can imagine everything's stagnant, then nothing's going to be moving and it's going to be difficult to have the clarity, but also the space to allow new thoughts in. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. I totally agree. I mean, you know, we have to use all the faculties that we that, that nature has given us. Oh, look, I marvel every day at the human body and mind. It's it's just such an incredible machine and and doesn't ask much from us apart from put good fuel in, yeah. you know, give me a service, maintain me. Give me and a couple hours of sleep. <laughs> and that's it. Well, sleep, yeah. sleep's a huge one, isn't it? And, yeah. and the research shows that seven to eight hours of sleep every night going to bed at roughly the same time, waking up at the same time in the morning really allows us to get that good quality sleep to allow the body to go into its repair and regeneration clocks within the body. And, And that's where we can get the best out of our bodies because we know that, um, and we've all been sleep deprived. We've all had kids, and or been around kids, or or been in work situations where we have had such tight deadlines that we've we've not been able to have that seven or eight hours sleep. And we know that the research shows that we don't think as quickly, as agilely. Um, we're not as sharp. Our reflexes become slower. You know, so it's a really good practice if you can try and and do that. And I think to focus on your sleep and drink, you know, around about three litres of good quality water every day, even just doing that on its own is going to make some huge improvements in your life. Wow. Well, there's some great strategies there, Joan. Really appreciate that. I mean, we can all learn a lot from that, and I certainly can. <laughs> Absolutely. Keep it simple. But I'd love a good story. Maybe give us a little story or a case study of how you've helped someone that has come to you in, 
you know, not the greatest shape. Um, and you really made a difference to their life through your coaching. Yeah. So a few years ago now, um, I had this, um, this client who would come ad hoc to me and she was a, a chief financial officer. She was very driven, dynamic, worked for a huge organization um, burnt the candle at both ends. She was, she was typical of, of the women that I work with um, and just go, go, go. She brought her kids on her own and had recently um, gotten um, remarried. And one day her, um, her husband called me and said, John, I don't know what to do with her. Let's call her Susie um, in case she's listening. Um, <laughs> she, he said, I don't know what to do with her. She's been in bed for three days and she's curled up in the fetal position and I don't, I'm not getting any sense out of her. Um, so went round and, and so she hadn't eaten or drank for three days. She'd just been in bed. She just wasn't even capable of articulating. And this is a very intelligent, well-educated lady at the top of her game. And so gradually, um, we obviously got her lots of different types of help. And what happened was, so she'd been pushing herself so hard at work and had been really um, struggling with her own confidence and feeling that she wasn't good enough and, and that, um, you know, her boss was going to get rid of her and, and thinking all these really dark thoughts and she got a bit depressed but just kept pushing through pushing through like most people when they get depressed do and so that lead led her into the the burnout stage um and she was just totally exhausted and and that's where she ended up in bed because she just was so overwhelmed with everything that um she just physically could not keep going but on top of that was, so she was, she had just turned 48 at this point. And so she was that um, perimenopausal going, starting to get all those hormonal changes. She'd put on weight, um, which had impacted her self-confidence even more. She'd not been married that long. So there was all um, identity issues around, you know, my husband married me and, you know, it was looking pretty smick and was looking after myself. And now I'm just this mess. I can't get out of bed. I can't cope with my job. Oh, no. And, but I think, you know, it, it sounds dramatic, but it's so common for, for women of that age group, you know, in their forties going through all these changes, but still trying to be superwoman mm. without taking that time for themselves. So the good news is that um, we got Susie, um, she had a um, integration medical physician manager, um, we had a hormone specialist um, managing her. She went and had, um, she had regular Reiki healing, so that's energetic mm. healings. Um, she did um, manage to start having conversations with her her boss around 
um, what she needed to start to um, heal and, and recover and, and to get back on top of her game. Unfortunately, or fortunately, she did make a decision when she was, I guess, halfway through her healing journey to leave that organization because she could see that as she started to heal, the clarity came and the her values and beliefs weren't aligning. And, and, and as her reflection was that nobody had said to her before she ended up in bed for three days that gosh, you look a bit stressed or you look worn out or can I help you? Or mm. there was none of that. And and so part of her realisation was that these people don't really care about me and I'm just really a number, I'm a workhorse and um, I've fallen apart and there's not much empathy or sympathy or caring from, from that team. So sometimes these things happen to give you a real good shake and go. Yeah, and she kind of woke up in a way. Yeah. And, and for many of us, it's that big dawning, that realization that just because we've done something for the last 20 years, doesn't mean to say that we do it for the next 20. So true. So true. Wow. That's brilliant. I mean, great. And I'm, I'm sure you have plenty of other examples, but I won't get you to share them all now. <laughs> But um, really great stuff, Jane. I mean, there's so much insight into um, human nature and all everything you've learned along the way and how you've brought in all your background in so many different fields and disciplines to really understand what you're dealing with and how you can help people in a different way. Because everybody, as you say, everybody's different. Um, so really appreciate you coming on the show. Do you want to maybe tell us a bit about um, how we can find you and, and learn more about what you do? Yep. So um, you can go to my website, which is joanmcewen.com and all my information's there. Um, you can email me at joan at joanmcewen.com. So it's all very easy. Nice. Um, and you'll get all the, the information about the coaching programs I run, the um, workshops that I do, the retreats that I run. And um, I've got lots of blogs there that you might find interesting. You can click on them. You can subscribe to my um, newsletter and that's all complimentary. So feel free to jump on there and sign up for, pardon me, for my newsletters. And, and, uh, and you've got a retreat tomorrow. Maybe tell us a bit about that so the audience knows a bit about what kind of thing you organise. Sure. So um, I'm running a, a five night retreat starting from tomorrow through to next Thursday. Wow. And that's going to be in the beautiful Noosa at um, yeah. Resort up there. <laughs> um, so we're going to do it tough. Um, jealous. It's really tough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can just fly up. It'll be, we'll let you in. Well, that's good. You, you better be careful. <laughs> <laughs> careful what you ask yeah <laughs> yeah so it, it's about this this retreat's about healing and transforming so it's a, it's a niche little group of of like-minded ladies coming along where they they will do a complete stop and a reset 
so that they can start to heal and they'll they'll learn how to unlock their codes they'll they'll learn how to um, re-energize themselves through strategy um, we'll do a lot of energy work um, we'll do some healing work around um, reiki healing universal healing um, we'll also learn lots of other tools around building on your intuition so that you can heal yourself. Um, we all do um, setting, developing your vision board for the next 12 months, and then also developing a, a 90 day action plan so that when you leave the resort for the next 90 days, you've got a, a, a really robust strategy on how you're gonna um, reach the, the three goals that you nominate during the retreat with steps so that we can hold your account so that you you actually leave the retreat with with a, a fixed strategy on what you want to what you want to change in your life because it's it's a lot of time and energy that lady, these ladies are taking out of their life so it's we, we want results and, and um, we want to make a difference. So oh. so super excited to be be running that. And then hopefully um, we'll, we'll run further ones throughout the year. Oh, that sounds amazing. Wow. <laughs> amazing. And uh, I'm, I'm going to put all the, all the links um, to your website and your email on, and some social media as well on the show notes for the episode. Right. Um, make sure that everybody can find out about you and learn about all these great programs. Thank you so much. Pleasure. And I always like to ask my guest one last question before they leave us, Joan. So, I mean, just very, very off the cuff, what, what's one or two things you want to, you know, leave us with? Any, any thoughts, any strategies that you think will help us um, in our daily lives? I think my, my message um, to all your listeners, Darren, is that I implore you to give yourself permission to shine, to be that genius, that, that magical being that you've come here to be. Because what I've learned over the last 35 or so years in, in my career is that change comes from within. And the, the acceptance of change is what leads to the transformation. Love it. I love it. What a beautiful, beautiful words of wisdom before the weekend. <laughs> well, Joan, really appreciate you coming on the show. That was a sensational conversation. I've learned so much and I'm sure the, you, the audience has as well. I wish you all the very best for your retreat this weekend. I'm jealous. <laughs> and um, we'll definitely see you again. So if everybody out there, have a great weekend and we'll see you again for another episode of Playing With Perspective, the Suspended Animation Podcast. Thanks, Darren. Pleasure. Thank you, Joan.